1: to another curzon film podcast i'm jake cunningham and this week we're going to be talking about agnes Varda and jr's new film for me the place is our recording studio and the faces are Alistair Bayman and Rowan Woods. Lovely to have you here with me, guys. Good to be here, thank you.
0: Hi, nice to be back. Uh,
1: yeah, so Rowan, uh, you're, a, you're a guest on our Gleaning Truths special, which was all about the films of Agnes Varda, uh, which we recorded ahead of the release of Faces Places. And so, fantastic to welcome you back. Uh, if listeners want to get the prequel to this episode, just head back and hear Rowan's thoughts. Um, but we can go now, rather than... Looking at all of her films, we can focus in on her new one, Faces Places, uh, directed in collaboration with JR. We've got no interview this week. We're just going to delve right into this one. And so, guys, I wanted to, well, Rome, we've we've heard a bit before about your relationship with Agnes' his films. Uh, Alistair, uh, where did you come into the world of Agnes Varda? For?
2: So this actually was my second Varda I ever saw. The first one was One Sings, the other Doesn't. And I saw them back to back, which was kind of weird. And Vardo and Jr were there when I saw it, and I was kind of unaware of her presence and his presence as an artist. So approaching it, it was I had like the blinkers on. I wasn't a keen Vada aficionado, but then this really turned it for me, kind of similar to what's been discussed over the course of Gleaning Truce and also the season of BFI with the like, the mm. of Varda. This really like, I was like, oh my God, she's an absolute delight. So it kind of, yeah, served as a weird back-to-front way of yeah, me well, getting into a, all the films. It's an odd
1: gateway to go for the, the yeah. musical that people kind of forgot about and then the latest one. Yeah, yeah. It just
2: stu- I just stumbled upon it. That's, that's how it happened. But mm. it really gave me a broad spectrum and sense of what Varda is and what her creative palette is.
1: Mm. And... Uh, Rowan, you showed us in the Gleaning Truths episode how much you, uh, you, you're you aware of Varda's work. And uh, it's nice that after premiering at Cannes last year, and you sadly missed it, that now we're able to catch up and watch this one finally for, well, for you and audiences as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually only saw this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's something I've been trying to catch for the last... I've, what sort of 15, 15 <laughs> months or so, um, and it really is as um, as wonderful as everyone says.
1: Mm. Um, so let's let's dig into uh, what Faces Places about. Well, as I said, it's this collaboration between Agnes Varda and JR, who is perhaps more well known before this film as a photographer, and they share a lifelong passion for images and how they're created, displayed, and shared. And Varder expresses this through cinema and documentary, JR through his emotionally arresting open-air photo gallery installations. And so when the pair first met, they instantly recognised the opportunity for a unique collaboration and set about exploring the villages and small towns of rural France, meeting different groups of people. They were inspired to create large-scale portraits plastered across unconventional locations. Now, uh, a few months ago on our Let the Sunshine In Conversation, the Claire Denis film we spoke about the, the translation of the title and over here uh, this film is called Faces Places and in France and other countries around the world it's Visages Villages uh, I wonder for you two how you might interpret the difference between those and uh, how each one might represent the film in its own
2: way I'm always caught out when the distributors decide to alter it a little bit. But in this case, I think it fits quite aptly with JR's portfolio as an artist. But then also just the way Varda has always been focused on communities, even if it is through the vice of Cleo or um, the character in Vagabond. I think it, strangely enough, is it's not like Let the Shine In or there was a Mia Hansen Love film. Um, similar to like uh, things to come or goodbye first love. I can't remember the name in in French, but it's like the complete opposite of what it should be. and misleads you down this alleyway, but faces places is, is yeah an apt an apt title and a cute one I mm-hmm. think.
0: Although I think it the English title does lose some of the specificity of mm. the of the French title, I think mm. the um, it's it's not just places; it really is villages. It's yeah. those places that are that are in the margins of society, mm. um, and those and those people who um who's who don't get their portraits taken, who don't get their portraits blown up on kind of giant giant billboards. Um, so I, th- I think that sort of um, that geographical specificity is important and is slightly lost in translation, but. Mm. It still it nicely rhymes, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> that's counts. The main thing. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so that's that's really what this film is. It's uh, it's Agnes and Jr. driving around villages in France, and they're taking large format photographs of the villages and pasting them on the sides of uh, walls and barns uh, wherever they can. And that's that's really it. It's this lovely road trip through the the countryside of France. Um, but let's let's go to the start of the film. I wanted to talk about the opening titles, which are these two D illustrated, drawn animation of the two of them in their van, and the titles and of the credits are all in a in a type that suggests a hand drawn type way. And you look at them, and they're a bit caricature-y. And you mentioned it already, Alistair, the memification of Varda uh, that's happened maybe in the last twelve months, and. I went when the film started, and I saw this illustration that I found. It's a little twee, it's a little cutesy. But I thought I was worried that the film might play a bit too far into
2: that. I was caught off guard with it because I was like, "Is the film actually starting?" I thought it was like a short before <laughs> Anderson play it. So I was expecting this straight down the wire, like look into into the into the villages in France. And all of a sudden, this beautiful little two D um animation pops up but then also the score by matthew shadid i think it is is beautiful as well and plucks along and really adds to this sense but then it just the moment it goes from 2d to real life it's an exact um replication of the images of i think i think it's jerry and vada walking together and just cuts to real life so it kind of works as this like um tender little moment but then over the course of the narrative you kind of caught off guard for what he eventually says about Varda and I think that links into the way she it's like linked into the mummification because she's always focused on mortality and like the decaying body um, so I think even though it starts off nice and pleasant it kind of the overarching narrative links into everything of Varda. I think
0: it nicely sets up um a, a kind of playfulness that's mm-hmm. often um often at work in her in her films. But um, I think as you say with the with the memification, I, I think the danger is with that that we just see this sort of cuddly old cuddly old grandma. Yes. Um and it sort of it undercuts the sort of actually the kind of the biting intellect um and the kind of quiet the kind of quiet politics that are at play in her work. And I think there's a danger that she is then just slightly kind of written off as this sort of, you know, cuddly old. And I mean, there's something quite, like dare I say it patronising about mm. it, um, but I, I found I found the opening credits incredibly charming, mm. and um, it, yeah, it, it set up this sort of um, uh, kind of cute odd couple relationship between them, which I found is one of the you know there, there's so there's so many pleasures in this film, but that relationship between them, um, between this kind of young sort of hipster street artist with a, a slightly kind of affected you know, he has this sort of pork pie hat that he wears the whole way through and won't take off and these glass dark glasses that he won't take off. Um, And this, you know, cuddly octogenarian. Um, And then the the way they sort of um, kind of banter and tease each other all the way through I, I found absolutely charming I thought mm. you know a um kind of reality TV <laughs> producer couldn't have couldn't yeah, have cast those yeah. roles sort of better in, it's, in terms it's,
1: of it's not like he is the the dev Patel character yeah. in a marigold hotel yeah. who's just put up against the old people to to show that contrast they seem like legitimate friends mm-hmm. and they do have a natural chemistry
0: yeah and a real sort of um meeting of artistic minds mm-hmm. um, and it's remarkable actually that they set off with very little purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they go they go on this um uh this journey with no real map you know both in terms of literally where they're going sort of geographically but also in terms of you know script or the um the creative shape of the project they just head off to um collect images yeah and it's remarkable that they're so sort of simpatico that 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 sort of vagueness works and results Mm -hmm. in something so so simple and yet so, um, so sort of profound.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a freewheeling nature not only to the narrative but also to the filmmaking uh, as a whole. It, it seems like they uh, will go and do a bit of filming back to the drawing board. What did we get? Where can we go from here? And the first, it's not really a scene, but maybe subject of uh, the film is a mining town or mining village that has uh, left, or most of its population has now left. And... I it, I think there's a lot of staging going on in the film. I don't think it really hides that construction, but there's a you have JR and Agnes at the start sitting at a coffee table talking about, well, what should we film today? I've got an idea. Uh and then they we go to uh, the the village mm-hmm. and we shoot them the people and uh, there's an amazing uh, amazing woman who's remained in this town and they photograph her and they cover her whole house in her image and it's a really arresting moment when she sees that for the first time and starts welling up and that that certainly got to me. and then we're back in the cafe mm. and then we're back to, well, watch, it's a bit like Auntie Mabel in a way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very sort of loose and organic in mm. a way that reminds me very much of, um, of the other kind of latter day documentaries, mm. you know, The Gleaners and I or The Beaches of Agnes. Um, and I, and, and I, I, I love that, that, that sort of looseness and the kind of the spontaneity, it gives it a real um, sort of sprightliness um and 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 energy actually which is um you know it's hard to remember that this is made by someone you know in their in their very late 80s
2: yeah it's so peculiar as well how all these even though there hasn't been a, a plan for the script or the shooting method it somehow all interconnects in the end like um the yeah because all of them kind of face this impending um, not I would I to say doom but even in terms of the um truck lorry drivers. Like mm. they're kind of constrained by um the way society views them. But then even when you go to something like the houses and they're trying to re reestablish life into them, there's this like again, an overarching narrative that really catches you off guard. Mm. Um, because you you just kind of yeah, you're going along with J. R. and Varda on this like fun little trip, but then it's really saying again, as you said before, the quiet politics of it all come yeah. to Come to the boil.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you say, with the with the mining town, or the um, uh, or the truck drivers, or the dock workers, the, the focus really is on the um, on the French working class, mm. um, and. Uh, you know, actually, as again, the, the sort of the parallels with um, with the gleaners and I um, are quite quite striking. But this this real sort of focus on on allowing people to um, to document their own lives, and um, you know, that both J.R. and, and Agnes Varder are, um, are kind of portraitists in 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 one form or another, um, and sort of painting these th- these portraits, um, both in terms of. Literal portraits where they're plastering these images up on up on walls and water tanks, but also kind of uh, filmic portraits um, of um, of communities.
1: Yeah, um, and I think it's it's not just the workers uh, that the film is about. It definitely it becomes self reflexive of um, Varda and Jr. and they use it as a as a way of giving themselves their own self portrait. And uh, throughout we we do find this interplay between Varda's own films um, not just maybe uh, inspired by or obviously having the feeling of that like, they do directly cut to them um, and so Rowan you've already mentioned the later documentaries uh, Ali want to go back a bit further there is a there's a cutaway earlier into in the film when JR mentions a similarity of a, a portrait moment that's like Cleo um, from five to seven I'm wondering whether there was any in the earlier work that you were thinking of during this
2: yeah a little bit. you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host i can't remember what year Cleo was um but there is a documentary she did in 76 when she was pregnant uh and it was on her street rue de guerre in paris called um, De the deep And it's just a small little, uh, it's like, it's even shorter than Faces Places, which is crazy to think how much emotion she gets into these short features. Um, And it just focuses upon the butcher shop, the um, little corner shop, and it just goes down this little street in Paris and really interlinks it with this magic trick um, that happens in the little, like, um, in the little communal center. And um, the way she links, like, the profundity of life to the simplicity of it really links in beautifully i think to faces places mm. and how all these little communities across france seem so um out of touch from one another but then jr and Varda come in and kind of link them and show them like how like the line in the film is like art oh, is supposed to be surprising mm. that catches everyone in these communities off guard and kind of yeah is almost a magician in this film in comparison to dugout deep i think
1: yeah, uh that's that's one of my favourite lines from yeah. this film. You've read my notes. Yeah, I've read your notes. <laughs> um yeah, so there is there is a uh one of the sections in the film is when they go to a, a factory and they photograph the factory workers, uh the night shift and the day shift. And it's a really it's a brilliant exercise in mm. photography. Uh it's it seems like a school portrait um just being a bit silly, getting the get JR gets the group together, gets the day shift to kind of uh, like sway their arms one way and it just looks like a, a bit of a say cheese moment and then gets the other shift to do it the other way and then once they're pasted on the wall this idea of them reaching together mm. and uh, a community bonding who never really share any time mm. suddenly feel together uh, it's really wonderful and they get the factory workers to come and stand next to their portrait mm. and uh, they ask one of them uh, what this or how, how they feel about this this photograph and really Unassuming factory worker who is almost in a rush to get out of the shop it uh, doesn't seems like he doesn't care at all when he's going to say something flippant. Uh, he just says, "Art oh, is meant to surprise us. Have a nice day and then walks off down the tunnel um, and yeah, to me, that line felt like this film uh, mm. that it manages to show all, as much as much profundity as you might want from it, but then undercut it and make it digestible as well
0: mm. I also I also love the moment where um, uh, she posts a port a portrait that she took of um, her friend Ghibbardan, mm. uh, the photographer, you know, years previously, um, and they paste it on a um, uh, on a bunker that's you know a concrete bunker that's fallen down onto a, onto a, a deserted beach, um, and it's this beautiful photo, and they go back the next day, and the seawater has washed it has washed it away, and I just thought the way that they, they, they sort of she sort of thinks about memory and the um, ephemerality of memory, um, and, you know, but both in terms of that picture, but also in terms of her reflecting on her life and her friendships and her previous work. I found that particular moment so, so moving. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that combined in the later sequences with the really up close images of Varda's eyes when she goes to the hospital. I was just like brought straight back to Jacques Denault and the way she captures the decaying body and then also just the the just the image of Varda just someone holding grains of sand in the hand and it's slipping through just such a touching image I think in her like collective um approach as an artist to cinema it's just always yeah just any any time Varda goes near a beach I'm, I'm caught off guard and yeah. like almost well enough I'm like yeah it really hits me
1: yeah that makes me think of um the way that the the way that the film treats imagery in a way uh, that it's always on this boundary of complete disposability but also kind of infinite life as well and that there are there's this lovely bit where uh, JR photographs Agnes's toes and eyes and then pays them on trains to go on a tour around the country and she might not ever see them again but it's like her eyes will see everywhere uh and then, but they will get washed away, like the one on the sea um, that didn't last a night. Um, but throughout the film, there is also a not necessarily a celebration, but just uh, observations on how our own self imaging has changed. And that there are these lots of selfies that people are shown to take of themselves next to their ginormous portraits. And it's not done in a black mirror kind of cine bro way of oh this is killing photography and uh, only pure cinephiles will understand Uh, it's just it's actually really into it and it's quite happy uh, to celebrate that and I think that, that shows a lot about Varda's approach to filmmaking and we touched on this in the Gleaning Truths one that She's always embraced that new technology and whatever's around at the time, that's what she'll shoot on. And even in this film, we see that progression that it, whatever, however you want to photograph something and however long you want that image to last, go and do it.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a real um, sort of curiosity and, and, and sort of generosity of spirit that's, that seems to run through her work. Yeah, I
2: couldn't, I lost track of, of how many I counted, but there's an awful lot of drone shots in this. But the good drone shots, you know, where you, you see like a, I don't know, natural geographic documentary it's like oh a drone shot uh like here it's it's deployed in such a a similar way to the way obviously it's not because there's not a tracking shot or anything like that but it, it kind of pans across in the nature it, it's done previously with cleo and 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 her other films the way it follows a subject and moves from left to right i was kind of yeah they add such a depth to the villages and the communities where they go the drone shots which isn't something that has been like projected forward in terms of people talking about drone filmmaking, oh, no. everyone's like, kind well, of disregarding. Within four, what, four and or it.
1: five years, I'm sick of them. Yeah, um, like they get so overdone. And you're, yeah. yeah, you're exactly right on these. Yeah, um, uh, wondering what 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 other thoughts this this film conjured up for you guys.
2: It oh, was similar to the the stuff about De Deep uh The just how the talking. It's just this like um, they juxtapose the farmers with the goats and how one section well one like rural farmer doesn't um cut the the horns off the goats but another one does to kind of maintain the nature and just the way that eventually this plays out in terms of talking about human nature and how we shouldn't repress like our desire to go out into the world and and be who we want to be kind of really caught me off guard in terms of i was i was just sitting there i was like wow this is just Talking about goats, but somehow it's speaking to a great meaning of life. And then it, watching it a second time, I was almost welling up the moment, Jay, I want to visit her grandma. Because mm. I've got quite a personal relationship with grandma. She raised me. And I was just really, I, it kind of skipped by me when the first time I watched it. And then when I watched it a second time, I was just in bits. Because it was like an older woman than Varda. And Varda is like the oldest woman you'll see in terms of documenting. And then it was this older, older woman. And it was just, it really hit me. It really, really hit me. So, yeah.
0: We should probably also mention um, Jean-Luc Godard, whose yes. um, whose presence mm. sort of hangs over the film, even though he's um in sort of entirely off screen, or sort of or glimpsed in uh, in in little moments from Varda's previous previous work. But um, you know her her friendship. And initially, she says at the beginning that um uh, Jr. Um, because he won't take his glasses off, reminds reminds her of, uh, of of Godard. Um, and then there's a lovely moment where they recreate that. Famous scene from Band Apart* where they um, mm. uh, where they run through the Louvre, and Jr. pushes Agnes father in a wheelchair in a wheelchair through the Louvre, and then. And, and then, and then he sort of got our resur- resurfaces at, at the end in, in a way that I, I won't, I won't spoil. But they go to, um, they they go to visit visit Godard at the end, um, and that sort of linking, uh, Varda to to a, a sort of a, a wider filmmaking community, um, and a sort of particular, um, moment in in, in cinema history, um, you know, but both sort of as a filmmaker, but also in terms of sort of her personal her personal relationships, I found really, I found really affecting.
1: Yes, and I think the the glasses at the start and throughout uh, Varda is mentioning how she's going to uh, one day get Jr. to uh, take his glasses off, and this is the this is the only thing that I think in the film is just a setup, and is, uh, that you you know you can feel like you know how that's going to pay off in a way. Um, but I it think does pay off, doesn't yeah, it? It does it's pay It's really off. <laughs> well handled, um, and I thought throughout that this, oh, that's a bit of a cheap device. Um, but how it eventually comes together, I thought made it really work. Absolutely. Okay, um, I'm sure we could gather so many other people into this room just to talk even more about Faces Places. Uh, I mean, it does feel in a way like the last 15 months, people have just been gearing up for this and there are so many people that could talk about it and celebrate it. And it's because it's really wonderful and it's going to be out in cinemas and available on demand Um this week so if you can't make it to one of the cinemas showing it, you can just watch it on curzon home cinema um but I, w- I would encourage you to seek out in the cinema if you can um uh, you i mean you were lucky enough to be part of a whole festival celebration yeah, about that's it very yeah. true.
2: yeah the, the particularly obviously the images but the score as well because oh, that just really plucks along uh, <laughs> in the cinema and yeah i mean why don't you want to go and see a film in the cinema regardless of if it's if it's searching or something that's <laughs> supposed to be watched on a laptop or not, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but
1: if you if you go and watch Agnes Varda at the cinema, and then you fancy something on demand, you can watch Lucky as well. That's uh, that's on Curzon Home Cinema now, directed by John Carroll Lynch and starring Harry Dean Stanton in his final role. It was the focus of our podcast last week, and it's uh, it's really a treat uh i really loved it uh so go and check that out if you want to uh and if you've got any thoughts on faces places or lucky or any of the other recent releases that we've covered on the show um we'd love to hear your thoughts you can email podcast at curzon.com and that's uh we'll get those out for next week's show uh if you want to and you enjoyed the show you can subscribe you can do that on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you do get those leave us a review comment give us a star rating however you want to uh rate us. Next week we'll be talking to Bjorn Runger about his film The Wife, which might perhaps earn Glenn Close an Oscar. Uh, but that's really about it from us. You can follow Rowan at, at Rowan oh, Woods. at Rowan on, Woods, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Rowan you, Woods. And if you want to keep up with any of your screenings, we haven't even talked about that.
0: Uh, no, we haven't. Um, although my um, my programming partner is about to have a baby, mm. um, which rather takes him out of out of action for a while. Um, but you can catch up when we do when we do our next screenings. Um, at Misc Films, so yeah. that's at m i s c underscore underscore Films on Twitter.
1: Yes, make sure you check those out, and you can get more from Alistair at just at Alistair Bayman. Uh, yes, and we might get some dispatches from New York Film Festival. Yeah, as well. who who knows? Could, yeah. could 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 come through the grapevine. We'll have to wait and see. Brilliant! And you can follow me at Jake H Cunningham if you really want to. Um, and I think that's about it. So it's a uh, well, we'll go round again. It's goodbye from Rowan.
0: Bye. Thanks for having me.
1: Goodbye from Ali. Goodbye. Goodbye from me.
2: Goodbye. <laughs>